In the cover of darkness, a few veteran U.S. Special Forces worked to rescue Afghans under the cover of darkness. It was called Operation uh, Pineapple or Task Force Pineapple. The leader was retired Green Beret Commander uh, Lieutenant Colonel Scott Mann. He is, we're so fortunate to have him on to tell us exactly what happened and if he can, what's still happening over in Afghanistan uh, with uh, his website, operationrecovery.org. You can donate to help him rescue more, operationrecovery.org slash donate. We're going to talk to him and Nikki Haley all this hour. We begin in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Sometimes it's really hard to know what to do with all the load of nonsense that is out there, and especially the, the stuff our kids are being fed in school. I don't know if you've seen this, but Daily Wire just did a great expose of all of the teachers that have stated on the record, I don't care what the state says, we're going to teach CRT no matter what. I mean, they're, they're openly in defiance of what the state says and what the, what the public wants. It's crazy. Find out if they're one of those teachers in, in your area. What do you do? Well, the best thing you can do is be your, your, uh, your kids or your grandchildren's best teacher. And yet, so if you can start young by reading stories to these kids that tell the truth and explain things in a way that kids can relate to. The Tuttle Twins books are those books. And they'll explain why the free republic works, why a free market works. Um, all of the things that are essential to our liberty will be found in the Tuttle Twins books. And you can get them now for 35% off at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. You've got to teach your children very carefully uh, because they are being taught all kinds of evil stuff. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get 35% off. They'll even throw in all their activity books for free. For your kids or grandkids, do it now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. It is an honor to have you on, Lieutenant Colonel Scott Mann. How are you, sir? Hey, Glenn. How are you? I have been, I have been a fan of yours for since I was Captain Scott, man. So it is a real honor to talk to you. Well, I feel the same way. Um, but let's uh, let's talk about what you've just recently done. Can you tell us about Task Force Pineapple? Yeah, uh, Task Force Pineapple, it was a nickname that we got um, that, that was the rescue of one Afghan commando um, where uh, we uh, he was in duress. He was uh, retired uh, in duress and was um, trying to make his way out but he couldn't. So a handful of Green Berets, we got on the phone with him. We became his eyes and his ears. And we, another uh, ABC reporter, James Meek, and a congressional staffer. We formed our little, and we did it all remote. I know some mm. of the reporting is that we went into country. We actually used our trust, our relationships, which is kind of the Green Beret way, uh, working by, with, and through indigenous people. And then we just became his eyes and ears, and we helped him navigate and move through the city. Uh, ultimately got him through the wire and uh, onto an airplane with his family. And we did that with about 700 families or 700 Afghans in, a, in three days. That's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's a testament to Glenn, too. I, you know, our combat veterans, what, 
What I was so proud of for these retired Navy SEALs, these Green Berets, Marines, is that when everybody else got angry, they got to work. You know, they, mm-hmm. they just said, you know what, we're not going to leave anybody behind. We're going to honor the promise to the, to the families and the Afghans who, who stood up for us. And we don't leave people behind. And that's just what we did. And these are volunteers. These are business owners. These are employees. They, they called in sick from Amazon. The one guy that led the Underground Railroad through a sewage canal that coordinated it is, a, is, a, is an elementary school teacher inspired by Harriet Tubman, who retired from SF. I mean, it's just amazing how our veterans showed us what leadership looked like. So um, are you st- I, I'm not going to even ask you that. I'm not even going to ask that question. When you hear the president say that there's only a couple hundred people left. Do you have a comment on that? There's still a lot of work to be done. And, you know, we don't want to work at cross purposes with it, with the Biden administration or any administration. We intend to honor a promise and fill the gap that the government's not filling. And for you. what we're doing right now is we are pivoting into, you know, uh, the airfield was what we th- think of as rescue. We're now a citizen liaison network that is moving to recovery. We have already been working to move Afghans. Uh, in this new situation, and we have, we've moved them to safety, and we've moved them to freedom, whether that's a, a, a federal judge, prosecutor, or a group of Christian children, that's what we're doing. High-risk, high-profile Afghans, we're not leaving anybody behind, OperationRecovery.org, and we are moving people, and we're going to keep moving them, and we're hoping that the Biden administration will work even closer with us the way, you know, FEMA works with Team Rubicon. These are SF dudes and SEALs that have been doing this for 20 years. We know what we're doing and we're viable and and we can help. Um, Have we we been involved in any of these things with you, the Nazarene Fund? And if not, please know that we are there to help you any way we can. We'd be honored to work with you. I appreciate that, Glenn. And same here. I think any of the, you know, this is a time for, I believe that I'm so encouraged that Americans Yep. regardless of our political affiliation, take those negative feelings and put them into resolve. It's the Amen. first time that, that I've seen Americans getting behind our myth. And, our, you, know, it's, you know, our veterans, man, they have been through some crap. And, and they're showing us how we come together and how we lead with resolve. And so we're right there at your shoulder. I would love to do that. And we're going to honor this promise. So anybody who's inspired by honoring the promise to these heroic Afghans, you know, let's do it together. OperationRecovery.org and the others. Let's get them home. Yes. OperationRecovery.org slash donate. Go there now. Um, this is a, an incredible, incredible mission. Let me ask you, is it, I suppose, because you're doing something about it, uh, it's uh, not as hard. But I, I worry that anyone's going to work with any American anymore around the world because we just left so many high and dry. Are you getting, have you felt any pushback from these people that, that were asking, hey, can you give us some intelligence on this? Can you help us? We, we, we have it because we use this concept called the shepherd concept. So the, the, the volunteers, the Green Berets, the SEALs, the, the Rangers that are doing this, we have pre-existing relationships that go 20 years deep. And what we're trying to communicate to the government is that, you know, when you say Afghanistan was for nothing, you don't understand. You have 20 years of relationships, of tangible linkages with some of the most amazing humans on the planet. We didn't have that pre-9-11, and that's why we got hit. And right now we do have that, but if we're not careful, 
the rest of the world is watching us. And when we when Green Berets go into other countries to work by, with, and through indigenous people, they're going to say, uh, you know what, I'll take your money, but I'm not working with you. I'm not sticking my neck out because you don't get a mulligan when it comes to working with other humans. Like, nope. you've got to honor the promise. And that's what I worry about. And I'm very open about that. I say that to the Trump administration. I say that to the, you know, to the, to the Biden administration. If you want Green Berets and operators like us to do our job, you have to honor promises you make on the back end and the front end. Can you tell me what you feel about or uh, how do we repair our relationships, for instance, with England? Um, you know, I know that things between commanders of the 82nd and the SAS, I, I know it got ugly at the airport. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I and I also know what people in England in power have told me. They don't want to work with us anymore because we abandoned them. How how difficult is it going to be to repair this? Well, it's going to take deliberate restoration. You know, whether it's a marriage, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, a friendship or whether it's, you know, an ally. If you damage a relationship, it's up to you to atone and restore that relationship. I teach that, you know, as part of the, you know, when I teach it to Green, Beret, to, to Green Berets is, you know, restoration of relationships is one of the hardest things you ever do, restoring trust. That's going to have to happen. Uh, but I will tell you this that I'm encouraged by is that when we, I did an interview with the BBC about uh, Operation Pineapple when it was underway, and I can't tell you how many Afghans were pulled out of the sewage canals because they were holding pineapples on their cell phones to those British troops, man. And, mm. um, you know, they're warriors just like us. They, they know what authorities we had and we didn't have. It was a very tense situation. We've stood at each other's shoulders for centuries, and I have a feeling that we'll do that. I just wish our political leaders would stop targeting each other and look at your combat veterans. Look at how they're conducting themselves, right? Look at how they're showing up and, and demonstrating what leadership looks like. Let's give them some leadership that's worthy of their sacrifice and just follow their lead. And that's all po politicians have to do right now. I, I have to tell you, um, and I think this is an, I think this is important for Americans to understand. We have, we have to have a military that is led by civilians. That's really, really important. Um, but that is something very difficult, especially when the civilian uh, people at the top are making all the wrong decisions. But I want you I want you to put yourself into the shoes of somebody that was at that gate as a Marine. They knew what the right thing was to do, but they followed the orders. And these were legal orders. I mean, it's one thing yeah. you don't have to follow them when they're not legal. But these were legal orders that these guys to the core of their being, I know vehemently disagreed with and yet they didn't break ranks they didn't uh uh you know go around and do something unconstitutional that must have been extraordinarily difficult for a lot of them um and we should be very very proud of our military that they didn't do that and what we should also understand and this is where politicians have to get they you know we have had a nation at war glenn for 20 years and it's been less than one percent of the population that keeps going back and fighting and what you just described when you put young men and women in that position that's a moral injury yep it's a moral injury and and moral injuries cut you down into the stomach they cut you down into the pelvic floor 
and they never leave you. I know because I carry plenty. Um, and, and so what I, I would ask our politicians and our bureaucrats to do, you know, is if you're going to manage the perimeter security of a half mile wide airfield and then send like a three star general in the process, let them do their job. Let them give them the authority to do a non-combatant evacuation operation. It's called a NEO. We've done them for years. Yep. We know how to do it. Um, and, if you, and if you start applying politics to the world of soldiering and the world of fighting, you put your young Marines and your young paratroopers into these moral injuries, and they never get over it. And we're losing 22 a, a day, lar- not, not solely to that, but it's a big part of it. And politicians and bureaucrats b- bear that responsibility. And to our citizenry, you know, if we're not going to put a com- commanders-in-chief in place that really get that, we need to think about that when we pull the levers. And this isn't partisan. You know, we, we have an inherent responsibility to take care of our force, and that includes not putting them in positions of moral injury. That's our job. Uh, let me, I don't want you to get into politics, and I don't want you to, I don't want to cause you any problems, so feel free not to answer this. Um, but I think there must there must be people held accountable for this. This this was, and it wasn't necessarily a military thing. I think it really falls to the State Department and the White House. Um, but there also were some top people at the very, very top that w- made mistakes in the Pentagon. D- should people be held responsible for this? And if so, who? Yeah, I'm, I'm always in favor of accountability. You know, one of the things that I that I wrote in my book, Game Changers, years ago about the Afghan war was that, you know, for the first 10 years of my life or in Afghanistan, you know, I was in a trance of just retribution because my ranger buddy Cliff was killed in the Pentagon. And I kind of abandoned the way that I should have been doing things as a Green Beret. I was focused on just walking the enemy down instead of walk, walk, working with locals. I own that. I still own that. I just I wish that our politicians, our generals, our flag officers would, you know, like that uh, lieutenant colonel that uh, that, you know, that resigned in protest. Like, where's that? I would just like to see more of that on the military side. Mm -hmm. Like, throw your rank on the table and say, no, like, if you do that, you can have my rank. I mean, I haven't seen that lately at a senior level, and I'd love to see it. I'd love to see, uh, you know, that happen. But then, yeah, I do think there should be accountability on this, but. You know, for me right now and the combat veterans that are in it, we're focused on playing our position in support of the government as a citizen liaison network, whatever that looks like. But what we're not going to do is break the promise. That's not going to happen. And we've all committed to that. And we're volunteers. And we're, you know, we're, we're doing this because it's right. And, and so I hope there is accountability. We all do. But in the meantime, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, Scott, I, uh, I so appreciate you and uh i'm gonna put you on hold and one of my producers will give you my my private uh email and uh and text uh, because I, I mean what i say anything you need day or night you contact and we will be there for you i appreciate that sir and the same goes the same goes with me thank you lieutenant colonel scott mann a president of rooftop leadership retired green beret commander and leader of task force pineapple I highly urge you to donate and support OperationRecovery.org slash donate. Time for waiting is over. The time for a serious look into your investment in gold and silver has begun. I came on this program just about every single day to tell you how important it was to call Goldline for your future. Please believe me. 
it is becoming more and more important every day. The I could go on and on and on about this. There are between the Great Reset, which is happening, the Fed moving to a digital currency, which is happening. There are going to be there's going to come a time when if you don't have uh, anything but U.S. currency or th- stocks that are traded in U.S. currency, you won't be able to do the things that you feel are right for you. Please call Goldline this week with the purchase of a tube of $5 gold Indian coins. You'll receive the famed two ounce silver maple flex bar at no cost and Goldline's new uh, branded one ounce silver bar at no cost as well. At this point, you shouldn't need the encouraging to stock up on gold and silver, but please find out if it's right for you. They also have a way for you to just you know, put away X number of dollars every single month so you can buy it. Everyone can afford something. Please call Goldline now. Goldline.com, 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, Nikki Haley joins us in just a few minutes. I love that guy. Love him. It's it's incredible how many people are trying to do this. Military members, you know, regular people, everybody calling everyone they can, organizations. I'm going to start highlighting all the money. I'm going to start highlighting uh, those organizations because I I honestly feel um, horrible that we're getting so much credit and they're getting none or very little. Are you getting so much credit? I missed that. I missed all those reports. Well, weird. At least online people are contacting and say, hey, Glenn, thank you for what we're doing. And I want you to know it's it's not us. First of all, it was you that donated all of that money. Uh, And we are just we're just trying to help these other organizations as well and just get people out of there. Everybody's working together. And I'm going to start highlighting some of the others because the you know, we have we have a microphone. And I don't mm-hmm. want to use it to self-aggrandize us. I, I want to make sure that all of the people who are also doing work, they get access to this platform because people need to know who they are. I mean, did you know about OperationRecovery.org? Nope. Neither did I. No. We should know. We should. That's, that is absolutely a group I would donate to, will donate to, and you should donate to. And, and you see from so many of the military members in particular, this passion to want to get particularly afghan citizens who helped them specifically over long periods in some cases multiple years uh to get them out the only person who i have not seen that passion from is joe biden who actually landed in a snowstorm and needed an interpreter to help him get out and now that person is left in afghanistan after we leave and is begging the president please don't leave me behind that's incredible. Incredible. A person who literally helped the president of the United States specifically while he was stranded in Afghanistan. That person is still in Afghanistan. Trying to get out. There's messaging, no honor. There's trying to no... message the president directly to help him get out. See, this is what happens when you th- believe that the ends justify the means. Y- you lose all honor. It's why when people say, we got to fight fire with fire. No, we don't. No, we don't. I don't want to become like them. 
The ends don't don't justify the means. We will have no protection. Look, if you think you're alone, I just want you to think of this. Go back and read anything about revolutions or civil wars. They always, always need the support of foreign countries, foreign nationals, foreign monies. You can't fight it without. Do you, can you name a single country or a single uh, giant corporation that would stand behind a civil war in the United States that was fighting the United States? No one. No one. You've already been made to look like the bad guys. You, you, there. We need God on our side, and violence won't do it. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here on this, but violence won't do it. We have to act exactly like Scott Mann has been acting. Just act honorably and do what you know to be right. is the Glenn Beck program. Hey, what are you doing to uh, protect your kids from falling victim to cyber criminals? I know, Glenn, shut up. I can't even think. I'm so worried about stuff. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Our kids are online all the time. I don't know what they're doing all the time on the internet now that they've, you know, got iPads for school. Fantastic. Thank you for that. Uh, you can have your kid's identity stolen years before they've even you know, started to have to have an identity. It's really important to protect our identity and the identity of our kids. No one can protect all of it, but, but uh, LifeLock is the best in the business. And if they miss something, they have a team that will work with you to fix the problem if your data ends up getting into the wrong hands. Save up to 25% off your first year now at LifeLock.com with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25%. LifeLock.com, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. Nikki Haley joins us after the break. Tonight, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Blaze TV, it is Studios America, followed by a brand new Glenn TV. Don't miss it. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck program. We are uh, thrilled to have the uh, former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations, former South Carolina uh, governor and uh, good friend Nikki Haley. Joining us now, she's just written a Washington Post opinion piece, America Must Not Recognize the Taliban. Welcome. Thanks so much, Glenn. It's great to be with you again. Yeah, it's great to talk to you. So so help me out here. Um, the Taliban, according to the president in the White House, you know, we've got a lot of leverage on them. Uh, I don't know what it is. And uh, and they've promised to be good. Why, why shouldn't we recognize the Taliban? Because they are a jihadist terrorist group. I mean, it is the Taliban is no different than ISIS or Al Qaeda. They're all bad. They all um, have a warped view of human rights, if any at all. They are all sharing a moral victory. Um, and we'll start to see heavy recruitment. We'll start to see lone wolf scenarios. And the, the part that I really don't get is Biden and company need to remember it was the Taliban that harbored those that that did the the harm to us on 9-11. 
that's who this is. And it is the Taliban who has, you know, helped harbor Osama bin Laden. They've helped harbor Al Qaeda. Like all of this is not a group that needs to be trusted. It's why that group never needed to be trusted to secure the airport. And the reason we lost 13 of our finest. I mean, they've got to stop giving credibility to the Taliban. And, the, and what we're trying to do is tell everyone to go to StandForAmerica.com and sign the petition that we're sending to all of Congress not to recognize the Taliban. Because if you recognize the Taliban as the head of Afghanistan, you're basically saying send them money. We know what they'll do with the money. We've seen what they've done with money before. It's going to go to um, Mm -hmm. killing people. It's going to go to harboring weapons. It's going to be harboring terrorists. And it's going to go towards um, continuing to allow for threats on the U.S. soil. So it would be a horrible mistake. And why Blinken and and those are continuing to talk to the Taliban just is beyond me. Um, I don't know if you know or have a a better guess on how many Americans uh, are still left there and how many people are trapped that are trying to get out. Uh, I can tell you that number is in the thousands. Um, If you look at all of them, maybe even into the tens of thousands. Um, But our State Department is blocking our every move, our every move. You know, I think you can see a lot in the fact that I was listening to Blinken's speech the other day and he's, you know, we have 200, maybe even 100. Okay, first of all, one is too many, Mm -hmm. because when you're talking about rescuing Americans, you're basically saying we have a hostage situation. The second thing is all of these Americans couldn't even get to Kabul. They're much further out in Afghanistan in those areas. They can't get there. And when they do go to a checkpoint, their passports and their green cards are being taken away. So they're not being realistic and honest with the American public. They know that there's more than just the 200 they say that they have. And I think that, you know, if you listen now on the news, the the conversation between Biden and and President Ghani got out. And basically what Biden's saying to Ghani is, this doesn't look good. You need to fix the perception problem. Well, you know, instead of trying to hide how bad it really was that the Taliban was taking over, why didn't Biden say, okay, we've got to change course. We've got to do something different. This isn't going well. Like that was all the warning signs to say, we need to do something different, not telling Ghani, smile and act like it's going better than it is. And I think that's what Blinken's doing and trying to you know, say that there's less Americans there than they are. We're, this is a terrible situation. I mean, that yeah. we've been put in and a terrible situation for our military who knows in their blood that they're never supposed to leave an American behind. Yeah. And Americans all know that. Thank God. So many Americans are stepping to the plate and and just being honorable. I mean, it's, it's remarkable what's happening outside of Washington. Um, let me ask you, I just I just had a Green Beret commander on with me and I said, you know, what do what is it going to be like to be a Green Beret in a foreign country when you're trying to get people to help you? Uh, and how are our foreign relations going to be with the military? I'd like to ask you kind of the same question. Um, what <laughs> what authority do we have anywhere in the world or in the U.N. now? Well, first of all, I think that, you know, at the end of Biden's speech was pretty much the beginning of his lame duck presidency because he has lost all the trust and confidence of our military men and women and their families. He's lost the trust and confidence of our allies from Taiwan to Ukraine to Israel to India, um, you name it. 
he's lost the trust and confidence of the American people. And the way countries are looking at him is, you know, never was there a time that I thought NATO would be having conversations without the U.S. And Mm -hmm. that is happening now. You've got the Europeans where, you know, the British and the French went out of their way to get their citizens out. And the American government basically told them, don't come to the airport. I mean, everyone is looking at America now realizing they're weaker. Russia and China are emboldened. China is now trying to make moves on Bagram Air Force Base. They have recognized the Taliban. They're trying to get the minerals. Russia now realizes Ukraine is more susceptible. Biden already gave Nord Stream 2 pipeline to allow them to do that. And and you're going to start to see more hackings because Russia knows they're not going to do anything about it. Iran is going to continue to start more nuclear production because they're no longer worried about the threat of Iran. And you're seeing Kim in North Korea starting his production back because Biden in this one scenario showed that he's a very weak president and that the U.S. is not going to do anything about it. And so it, it's put us in a terrible situation. If that we I have it, to deal with now. if I were in Taiwan today, I would be freaking out because I I they would are. I would think that, uh, you know, China is going to move on Taiwan in, you know, probably in the next two years. Got to have Biden in office. We know Taiwan's already freaking out and Biden's going to meet with um, Zelensky, the head of Ukraine today. And I can assure you Zelensky's going to tell him we don't feel comfortable. You know, right now they're trying to become a member of NATO. The U.S. was going to help them do that. Well, they don't believe the U.S. can help them do that now. Secondly, you went and you agreed to Nord Stream 2, which automatically gave Russia the upper hand. And now, oh, by the way, you couldn't protect Afghanistan where you had been 20 years. What makes you think that we're, you're going to be able to protect us? Good it's heavens. a very unsettling time for our friends around the world. Nikki Haley, always good to talk to you. It's never good to talk to you because we always find out the truth and it's not, it hasn't been good for a while. Uh, but, well, uh, you know, I do want to say this to you, Glenn. Thank you for helping to get the Christians out of Afghanistan. That was God's work. And I'm telling you, if ever there was a threat, it was on them. And I know you had a, a big hand in that. And I just thank you and God bless you for thank it. Thank you very much, Nikki. I appreciate it. We'll talk again. Nikki Haley, right. former you. U.S. ambassador to the United Nations. I'm going to take a quick break, come back. And Mike Lee is joining us, Senator Mike Lee, in uh, just a couple of minutes after the break. Let me paint a little picture in your mind here. First, I want you to imagine thick, marbled, juicy steak seasoned and seared on both sides, so tender that it falls apart on your fork. Bacon-wrapped scallops sizzling on the plate. Lemon-zested shrimp grilled to a crisp perfection. The ultimate in surf and turf joy. Oh, yeah. Notice I didn't mention a single vegetable in that, and it still sounds great. That's what you can have at any time with a smart grill technology and not burn it. Cause that's what I always used to do. Just everything was in flames all the time. I think this was a steak. It might've been shrimp. I'm not sure the heat, the delicious wood smoke Rectex stands ahead of everybody else. Uh, I, you know, I was just in a Lowe's yesterday and I was looking at the, uh, what is it? The, well, the Weber grills. And I thought there's nothing, there's nothing compared to a Rectech. Really, check them out for yourself. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Rectech dot com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I was just asked to uh, share this with you so you can share this if you 
know of anyone that is stuck in Afghanistan and trying to move by land to a border or are sheltering in place, uh, please, please get this information to them. Um, I'm just going to read it uh, as written. Sanitize where possible. Upload compromising documents to a cloud account if you can. Delete all call histories. Empty deleted boxes on mail accounts and archived WhatsApps. Take only a small bag, a single small bag. Adopt the layer principle for clothing to regulate temperature. Carry necessary medicines. Dress in traditional clothing. Females cover up. Make as unattractive as possible. Be boring and do not stand out. If you know somebody that is uh, still in Afghanistan trying to get out, please pass that information on to them. All right. We have uh, Senator Mike Lee joining us now. Uh, Senator, I, I want to start with this. I got this from the Pentagon today. Uh, to correct erroneous reports, the U.S. military did not leave any dogs at Hamid Karzai International Airport. We invest... <laughs> This is a quote from the Pentagon. We invest hundreds of thousands of dollars into these dogs. We wouldn't leave them behind, end quote. Oh, oh, well, I, I, I'm sure glad that they didn't do that for the sake of the dogs and for the sake of the U.S. military. That's great that they didn't leave them there. Right. I wish they could say the same thing about leaving machine guns, about leaving hundreds of thousands of assault rifles, about leaving scores in some cases, hundreds of, you know, tanks, armored vehicles, 33 Blackhawks. How about 16? Black how about 16,000 night vision goggles that even as an American, I can't buy. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, you can't buy those. You can't buy machine guns. And Joe Biden would love to make it harder, if not impossible, for you to buy assault rifles. And yet we've left hundreds of thousands of these things on the ground. Now, look, I, I, I've, I've followed this story over many years. I've been in the United States Senate for 10 and a half years and have watched anxiously as there have been discussions under three different presidents about how to get out of Afghanistan. Every one of those plans always involved not leaving weapons behind. They always <laughs> involved getting them out and those we couldn't get out destroying so what happened? Why on earth, on what planet was this a good idea to leave them this way? It makes no sense. It defies reason. Well, they had great confidence, which we know now is not true. They had great confidence in uh, the Afghan military. <laughs> so they were leaving him for them. Yeah. Oh, great confidence in the Afghan military. Uh, on, why exactly did they have that great confidence? And obviously, they didn't have that great of confidence in the Afghan military, and uh, especially at the moment when they were deciding to withdraw and when they continued to decide to withdraw and when they apparently declined to maintain operational control of Kabul, even when they apparently had the chance. Uh, I just uh, just got off the phone with Nikki Haley, who just uh, shared with me the news that uh, today the Chinese uh, are eyeing uh bagrag air force base uh they like it why didn't we blow up the tarmac why don't we blow up the tarmac now why why would we leave that that military base intact why 
Well, perhaps because we had such confidence in the Afghan military, and then perhaps that then translated into such great confidence in the Taliban, which is apparently new, improved, reformed, and a lot like Boy Scouts of America. This this really does defy reason and logic. Okay, and the so, more questions that get asked, the more questions I have because they're not answering them. Right. Exactly right. And they're lying about it. So my question to you is, is this Joe Biden and the White House just lying like crazy? Or is Joe Biden so incompetent and so senile that he really doesn't know which one is it? Yeah. I, I I tend to think that it's the latter. Um, so then, Mike, we heard all the time from people, you know, the, the, you know, we've got to evoke the 25th Amendment. If that is even a possibility, why aren't leaders, real leaders that care about the country saying, look, I have nothing against the president, but this just shows such erratic behavior. We have to we have to at least talk about this. Well, a a number are, and and as I've been asked about it, what I've said is I've got to get answers to a number of questions in order to figure out what this is. If, if in fact, it turns out to be uh, the case that this president is not in possession of his faculties, uh, then uh, obviously that would be the next step. If it's something else, then there might be a different remedy uh, that we would look at. Is this this impeachable? Because I think it is yeah. leaving. Just leaving all that stuff is impeachable. Yeah. So, so if it's if it's incompetence, then we're, you know, looking at the twenty fifth amendment. Right. If it's if if you're looking at a deliberate decision to give aid and comfort to our enemies, a deliberate decision to do something that would make us less safe intending it to be so then then yeah of course that could be impeachable um the tougher question is whether under either scenario you could muster the critical base of support you would have to have it because remember under the 25th amendment you've got the vice president acting in concert with the majority of the cabinet uh but that's a that's a pretty tough um sell yeah Uh, didn't didn't nancy pelosi weaken that recently Yes. And um, but either way, it's going to be tough because uh, if they're going to impeach, then they would have to have uh, Democrats in the House and in the Senate to make that happen. I'm not seeing any signs of of uh, the Democratic Party showing that level of vulnerability. Are they are are they is there any are there Democrats that are looking at this going, this is craziness? Uh, undoubtedly yes and and okay. we're going to find out who they are in the coming weeks okay mike lee uh senator from the great state of utah thank you so much for all of your hard work and uh being so loyal to the constitution after 10 years in the senate i, I don't know of many senators that have made it as long as you have uh and still are the same guy that you were the day you walked in uh, god bless you mike thank you so much This is the Glenn Beck Program.